and welcome back to the Commonwealth Podcast. Thank you for returning to listen to us, you know, chat some shit. My name's Kieran, and I have with me today. This is Anton speaking. How is everybody today? <laughs> and this is Eli. Welcome back. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Today we're going to be going a bit more in depth about our initial experiences as we landed in Korea. I probably should specify South Korea. Ha ha ha. You know, some people might make the joke, oh, so go to North Korea, as I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the hilarious. Yeah, I think some people were actually serious, too. They're like, oh my god, you're going to North Korea? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going there. Like, we have an expression in England called Uncle Nobed. So Uncle Nobed is like the person in your family that always makes the really shitty, unfunny jokes, but you just have to tolerate them. They're always at the family weddings and do's. Do you guys have that in Canada? Uh, we just have dad jokes. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, that would be like probably considered a dad joke. Like just like the uh just like the stereotypical joker that always says the same thing type of thing. Or like the very predictable, unfunny jokes. I'd be like a dad joke, isn't it? Can we can we out his name? Guys? Uncle Neville? Uncle Noble? Uh, no, 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 no. Uncle Nobhead. So like Uncle generally Nobhead. Yeah, Nobhead means like dickhead. Oh Nobhead. Yeah, Nobhead, yeah, Nobhead. He's also <laughs> Again, a bit of a stereotype that at the family wedding, Uncle Nobhead gets too drunk and, like, I don't know, fucking Bon Jovi comes on. He's, like, sliding on his knees, air guitaring. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of Bon Jovi, though. That's Bon yeah. Jovi in general. That's okay. true. That's true. Anyway, I digress. Thank you for coming back to the, the Commonwealth <laughs> podcast. We really do appreciate it. We're not going to be talking about Uncle Nobhead for the whole t- for the whole hour, I hope. We're actually going to be talking about some of our like initial experiences as we landed in South Korea. We all lived and worked in Seoul and the surrounding areas, so we're going to be just be talking about that, really. So those weak one feels those weak one feels indeed. I do, I do wish I could just experience it all again. But anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about landing in South Korea. So landing in or around Incheon Airport. So, Anton, yeah, tell me Inchon about the airport's your... fucking awesome. If anybody has ever been, it's the best. It's my favorite airport. Did you guys it's... speak to Incheon Airport? How amazing Incheon Airport is! It's pretty good. They have robots now. I don't know if they had them when we landed, but they, they, they had them when we left, though. Because when I, well, so when I left, at least they it had the, the little helper robot was there yeah. right by the Shake Shack. Yeah. The most yeah. chill. It's the most chill airport I've ever been in. Like any any airport, any like big ass airport like Heathrow or like LAX or Pearson in Toronto. I know, like people are just running around like screaming like you don't even know what the fuck's going on there's lineups everywhere in in, in Incheon it's like real calm I think it's something to do with like the lighting it's just like very calm everywhere everyone's like going at their own pace and there's so also, much space yeah, really the efficiency yeah efficiency yeah I do like the idea or the mental image that you have like this list of your favorite airports I do I would I like do. to know it, your top three can, can you tell me your top three yeah, so number one, easy, it's Inchon. Oh, yeah, I feel like I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Number two, I, I have some of the worst airports. Number okay. two, I'm going to go with Haneda in Tokyo. Okay. That airport is, is, that, is that the main one in Tokyo? Is that the... Because I, yeah. I only flew into the... I flew into do, two different ones in Tokyo. I was there for New Year's the other year. And I flew yeah, into one two. and I flew into the small one. And it confused me. Yeah, there was two there. Haneda was the best one. Uh, Narita. I went to Narita. Narita is the one that looks like an old smoking room. It's just full of like old Japanese dudes smoking That's cigarettes. That's the small one. That's the small one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the I one I went to. Lots of, places, I went to lots of places to sleep in Haneda. See, that's very important when it comes to airports. Okay, and number uh, three. Number three. Whew, this one's tough, but it's Vancouver. Vancouver's okay. got a great airport. Ooh. It's quite. Eli, have you been to Vancouver Airport? 
Yeah, when I was on my way to Korea, I went to Vancouver for a week, and it was... I wasn't in the airport for very long, but it was, yeah, it was super easy to find things. Super super easy to find things. I was not not impressed with that I thought was really good. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi Airport. Yeah, I went there, too. On the way back to... And it was like... I spent spent like $45 on a salad. I spent... Five pounds on a, I don't know what that is in Canadian dollars, but I spent five pounds on a bottle of water and I think a bottle of Snickers too, and that wasn't included, so that was like a further. I'm trying to say eight pounds in total for a bottle of water and a Snickers, which isn't good. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to pop airports another day. Yes, but, we should probably do uh, that. I remember, I remember freaking out, being like, this is like the most worry I had about going to Korea was like, is there going to be anybody there to pick me up? Um, <laughs> fucking know where i'm going i'm getting on. i didn't even want to get off the plane like i remember like i was so comfortable on the plane and i was on there for like whatever 25 hours yeah four days and i was super comfortable and then i was like scared to get off the plane because i was like didn't know what the hell i was walking into so anyways right. get off the plane i saw like i heard like white people talking on the plane i'm like okay like they're probably going to the same place that i'm going and yes. <laughs> Um, that it was that chick I forget her name but anyways it was one of the girls that actually worked at Avalon she's like yeah I'm from Saskatchewan I was like okay so this person's going to the same place where I'm going so like I kind of like followed her to like the baggage plane and then she was like oh did you get hired by Avalon I was like yeah so I was chatting with a couple people I seen two other people and then I think some dude some like Korean dude ran up to us and was like are you with Avalon we were like yep and then we got picked up and uh, we walked outside. I remember getting like slapped in the face with like the heaviest, thickest, oh. <laughs> that ninety-eight percent humidity yeah. heat wave weather. Oh, it's like a blanket, like a warm blanket over your face. You guys did the same day I did. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you guys, uh, Anton, your bus left right before Lauren and I landed. Like we landed, I think either on the same flight or the flight after you. So, like, when we got out, it was just Lauren, a friend of mine, and me in, like, this small little van that drove us to Militopia. Like, we showed up because you guys were already in the lobby when we got there. And he drops off, he drops off, like, a block away from the hotel in the middle of nowhere in, like, this part of Korea that wasn't developed yet. So, that was fun. <laughs> Is that such a place? Well, you saw, you saw around Militopia. There was, like, nothing <laughs> yeah, there. True. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. I remember thinking that, but... Before I get ahead of myself and talk about that, I'll talk about when I landed in Korea. Similar to Anton, really. Just on the, I remember on the plane, I got a KLM plane, and I remember just some like old Korean dude just like necking whiskeys after whiskeys, and he was like really, really pissed, wasted as you North Americans say. <laughs> uh, hey, we're, so, we're Commonwealth people. We understand pissed. That's true. That's true. Yeah, one little language barrier I had with the Americans was saying, I really want to get pissed. And they're like, why would you voluntarily want to get angry? I don't get it. <laughs> Did you guys ever? Brian's first yeah. week. Brian, yeah. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, this, yeah, drunken Korean dudes on the plane waking me up as they're going to go for a piss. I remember hot towels on the plane. They give you a hot towel to, like, wipe yourself down. You get the slippers? I did get some slippers, yeah, and a little blanket, um, which was mine nice. I slid mine on. Can't remember actually. I can't remember if I did that. I didn't. I, I don't like putting slippers, slippers on everywhere on, on airports. Slippers in airport. Slippers in uh, airplanes make me uncomfortable. Also, so just, wait, so wait. This is off 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 the topic. But do you keep your shoes on in a twelve hour flight the whole time? Yeah, my feet sweat too much for that shit. I I don't and I don't I just don't feel comfortable. Aaron? I'm not comfortable on the plane to begin with. Nah, I take my I take my shoes off. Like I don't. Oh really man, like, I kick them off. I kick yeah, them off. My my because yeah. my feet sweat when I have them. 
in shoes. If if I don't have them in shoes, then they don't sweat. Okay. No, mine are twenty four seven. It just happens. I guess you got to know your feet, right? Yeah, you do. So um, yeah, so after after that debacle on the plane, getting woke up by this drunk Korean man, and I'm pretty sure I was farting loads too, as I remember, because you know, well, planes just generally smell farts anyway. But anyway, that was unpleasant. So we uh, we landed in Korea. I got off the plane. I don't really remember the immigration stuff because I didn't sleep much, as for the reason that I previously mentioned. And yeah, I, I sat next to a guy that I assumed also went for Avalon. And by the way, for reference, Avalon is just the school that the, or the company that owns the schools that we all worked for. And I recognised a guy, and I just called Brian. Brian Caputi, Philadelphia, a good friend. I sat next to him, and we were just talking about like music. And like when he found out I was British, he was telling me about all the. English bands that he loved, like Oasis and the Smiths. I thought, oh, great, I've got you know, like I've got a friend already, which put my mind at ease. So yeah, we got a, we got it like you guys. We got a car to the hotel that we're staying in, which was called Militopia. And yeah, walking outside to get to that taxi man, just the, the wall of heat and humidity. I remember thinking, like, I can't, I can't live here. If- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, like I, I, I was, that was my first thought. I was like, I can't fucking do it. Like, there's no way that I can live, breathe this toxic air but yes it was yes. kind of a, that was like a it was it was a heat wave at that time and i think at the, for some reason where we were like the air was so thick like it wasn't the air's not that bad should hear how naive as, I am. as it was there how did now i now how naive i was when i was in the airport i remember reading about korea being very hot in the summer we got in the airport so i thought well this is all rubbish isn't it keep in mind by the way in england we don't really have air conditioning like everywhere so it like never occurred to me maybe that the airport just had lots of air conditioning. So I was like, got to the airport, oh nice temperature, nice temperature. Walked outside. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, was, had to be, I was even had more to be naive. I was even more naive. I ended up landing like in a suit because I figured I was gonna like meet the the director of the school or something. I didn't they didn't because they didn't for, for preference or anything else, like they didn't tell us what was gonna happen when you go in the plane. Like, oh you're gonna get to the plane and then you'll get to the school. But they don't tell you how you're gonna get to the school. <laughs> So, like, I landed in a suit being like, okay, if I meet my employer, I at least look decent after my uh, fucking 20-some hour flight. <laughs> so, I, I'm, like, in a suit, in the dress pants, everything, and I walk out of the thing, like, nope, and just 180 back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get changed? Did you go into the bathroom and get changed? Yeah, as soon as I realized there was uh, only a driver picking me up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then I feel like that was a good idea. But the, the drivers were pretty cool. I remember I got in the car that took us to the Militopia Hotel, which was really, really far away. I remember being in the car and then just, it had this like really weird like interior. It was like pink and like kind of looked like. Like velvety? Yeah, like velvet. I was like, it looked like it, it looked like it was like fabric from the 80s or some shit. Little tassels and stuff. It definitely was. It didn't, it didn't like, cause you know, I I guess cause Korea is like a a super like technologically advanced country. I didn't expect like the car to look so old. So when I got in the car, I was like, this didn't fit with what I imagined. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the the drovers for me, as far as I can remember, it was about an hour and a half. And when I was in the car, it's when it really the anxiety like setting. I remember just thinking, "Holy fuck, I'm actually in Korea now!" Like so much is expected of me. I got to teach. I got to do immigration stuff. I'm like, oh man! And, like I just remember just an hour and a half and just being very excited but very very anxious. How did you oh, guys feel any of that? I remember being yeah. terrified. I didn't know what was, was going to go on. No, I was like, what am I doing? I yeah, like, yeah. How did I get here? <laughs> like, am I just going to get to my apartment? 
Why? And there's gonna be no one gonna be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get there, and there's gonna be no one there. What did you guys think of seeing Soul for the first time? Because I know, like, it was middle of the night when I landed. I know. I think it's similar for you guys. I know when I landed, and I'm from a very small area where I grew up was 800 people, maybe, and the main city where. Anton and I would have been in the same area was probably a couple grand, a couple hundred grand. So like the lights and everything, it was like when I landed in Seoul, seeing the cityscape and the lights and all that, like it was just, it was honestly unreal. Like it just, it like as like, like just you can't be like, real. Are you mean? Do you mean like on the in the the cab ride or from the plane? Cab ride. And, well, the plane a little bit because it was okay. a little bit smoggy when we first got there. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I didn't have a window. I didn't have a window seat. I couldn't see shit. I'm like, oh, I probably looked real cool, but. But like through yeah. the van ride to the Miltopia, like I was just like I yeah, was van just, ride. Like, I remember seeing all the lights and shit, you know, like the fucking signs, like the the big ass. I don't even know what you call those, like you know, the big ass signs on every street. Like the call yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> the neon lights and stuff. I was like, wow, this place looks sick. <laughs> you should say that because one of the first things I remember seeing was neon signs, but in a certain shape. The shape being of a cross. No, not a chimchilla. A chimchilla punk's like a a sauna, by the way, just just so you know. But yeah, not that. Like um, like a red neon cross. I remember going past on like the highway and seeing tons and tons of buildings that didn't look like churches, but like loads of red neon crosses on them. And I remember thinking, "What on earth is this?" And it reminded me of an album cover by The Killers called Hot Fuzz. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like the the mandarin. It's got mandarin and like neon red, and it reminded me of that. And I remember thinking. Again, like this isn't what I imagined. I did like it, but like I remember just thinking, this isn't what <laughs> I thought I was preparing myself for. But it, it was cool anyway. That's one of the, the things that I remember. How about you, Eli? Was there anything that like really stood out to you on, in in the car? Well, inside, aside of from just like the late '80s style van we got shoved <laughs> into, like everyone else did. Landing again, like just seeing the lights and seeing the way the city was built and set up, and even like just the roadways, like it was almost a hundred, hundred eighty degrees from like where I was from. So there was that. Then you have the mixture of that and not knowing exactly where you're going because you can't talk to the driver at this point. So you're kind of like, okay, he goes Avalon, yes, and then you get in the van and you hope that you're not getting your kidney stolen. <laughs> but then you end up driving. Like, it was probably about an hour, I'd say, probably forty minutes. Figuring like because I read online in so many videos, where it's like, oh, they just put you in a love motel, which for people who don't know who that is, it's a hotel by the hour for multiple recreational uses. But yeah, so and some of them She's are really nice, <laughs> and some of them are <laughs> very, uh, very seedy. And usually, you get put into a hotel like that. Again, some of them are really super nice, but some oh. aren't. So didn't really know where I was going. But we lucked out. We ended up being like the the guinea pigs of this uh, recruitment group where they put us in this like four, four and a half star hotel for a week with roommates. And aside from the concierge being disappointed in us the whole time. <laughs> uh, Which we will get on <laughs> Yeah, so let's start. That, that segues nicely into the journey from the airport to the hotel, which, like I said, took a long time. Like, it felt like a long time going across the city. So arriving at the hotel, the accommodation that they put us up in, it was just temporary. So we got, like, our apartments and went to our schools. So, yeah, getting to the Militopia Hotel, which was a very swanky hotel. As Eli mentioned, there was a concierge. It was really nice. So, I checked later. It's like a four-star hotel, five-star hotel. Yeah, I searched. It's still there. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, so, yeah. It is. I was looking to go back yeah. for a weekend before I left, and then I just never ended up getting a chance to. So tell us about 
about being in the hotel then, Anton. Tell us about like your room, who you were staying with. I know yeah. at this point, but you know, fire yeah. away. I mean, so <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to have like roommates or whatever, which is kind of freaky to me. So I'm like, okay, what, I got to stay in a hotel room, like sleep beside some random dude for a week. Like, what the fuck is that shit? But they were I like, the yeah, that's the way it is anyway. So I get there and I... If anyone's been to been to a, a hotel where you have to slide in the uh, room key into like a slot in order to access the electricity, I had not done that prior to this event. <laughs> so I'm like looking. I'm in there. I'm sitting in the dark. I'm looking around. <laughs> like, I'm trying. I'm fucking with the lights. Like nothing's working. I'm like, okay, like am I missing something? And I don't want to go down to like the main desk and ask them how to turn the lights on. Because I just don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so I'm just like sitting there in the dark, creepily. And then some my roommate walks in. And then Hello. me and then you can tell me from there, Eli. <laughs> yeah, so like I walk into this like really weirdly swanky hotel. Because like the hallways didn't look swanky. But as soon as you got into the actual rooms themselves, it was actually really nice. So I, I landed in there. Again, found out literally ten minutes before that. But yeah, you have a roommate. Okay, that's uh, that's that's good. No, no, they don't mention no. that, do they? It's quite an important detail that they didn't mention. Yeah, so, well, they did. They left that out. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up walking in, and it's just pitch black. And I just swing the door up, and I'm trying to get in through this little tiny door with like a bunch of suitcases and shit. And out of nowhere, Anton just like pops around the corner, and be like. Hey, I'm Anton. Uh, don't think I'm weird. I just can't figure out how to turn the fucking lights on. Please help. <laughs> did he have his pants on? Uh, at that point, I think he did, yeah. Later in the week, I had my pants on, but my, my dick was out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, anyways. We'll <laughs> leave that for another Yeah, 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 that's a, it's a, it's a minor detail. But um, Eli walks in instantly and then just slides the fucking thing in the, in the slot and then all the lights come on. Like, he figured it out less than 10 seconds and i'm in there for like over an hour so what about you karen um, how was how was your roommate yeah. so my roommate so as you might remember earlier on i mentioned i met a guy called brian caput in the airport said man was my roommate so which was great because you know we we hit it off at the airport we were talking about talking about english bands oasis we listened to that listened to them in the room and the smiths he'd also brought his ps4 which was awesome so we like we just chilled and we we watched them we watched WWE. We watched SummerSlam in the room, which was great. And then, yeah, remember we just our rooms it. were next door to each other. Remember that? They, they were, yeah, they were. And That's crazy. So, the wall. Yeah, like it was, it was great, really, because like I met Brian, and then like I was really super jet lagged, tired, but I couldn't actually sleep anyway. So like I remember hearing that everybody was meeting down in the in the foyer. I remember thinking, oh, I cannot be bothered now. But like, I know that I should do it. I know I have to do it because, you know, I need to meet as many people as I can, really. Can't just be like, that dude is just like got to Korea and just like stays in his hotel room, plays Rocket League with Brian as much as I enjoy doing that. <laughs> some people did do that. Yeah, some people yeah. did do that. But like, yeah, it was great. So, I mean, having the, the roommate and stuff like dropped on you, like on the day was, wasn't great because obviously it's a stranger, but just rolled with it, really. And It ended up being the best thing having, I mean, how we all got to fucking hang out the four of us. Like we wouldn't, if we weren't each other's roommates or yeah. if we had no roommates, then man, we might not have even linked up. Like, yeah, you, you, you give up been... King to think for that. You can thank our recruiter for this podcast is what we're saying. But yeah, yeah it was, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like so we, we settled down, we dropped our stuff in our room. 
Like, Eli used his engineering degree to help Anton turn on the lights. And then we yeah. just we we went down to the, the lobby and then I think one of the head teachers of or actually the head teacher of my school, who's also from Nova Scotia, which is where Eli and Anton are from, he'd organized like a dinner for us to go out on. Or like he had our school, but I think everybody just latched on. I was like, Yep, we're gonna eat with this guy. Oh so, yeah, Sam and Katie. Yeah. Yes, like, it was it was weird how many Nova Scotians we met within the first twenty four hours. Like Anton yeah, and I met each other. Really Lauren, who I talked about earlier. Uh, her roommate was also from Nova Scotia, from Halifax, and then Sam and Katie were both in Nova Scotia, Halifax, yeah. and we met like six people from our home province within 24 hours. I'm gonna go out on a limb, yeah, guys. Definitely, it was it was nice. I'd never heard of Nova Scotia until I met you in Korea, and then like everybody that I met there was in Nova Scotia. I just thought, is this like some kind of Nova Scotian retreat? Where, <laughs> yeah. You know, people just like have, I don't know. Do you have some kind of like? like trade agreement like like a you just send a couple of careers over Nova Scotia and then Nova Scotia <laughs> I remember it being really comforting because obviously I'm like in the fucking hotel room with this random ass guy and then I'm like who is this person that's gonna watch me sleep for the next fucking seven days with, with his eyes wide open like yes so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, I remember Nova just Scotia. being like like yeah I remember just being like where are you from you were like Eli was like oh I'm from Canada I'm like cool 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 like check and then I'm like, uh, whereabouts? And you're like, Nova Scotia. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, like literally, was, it was that meme that you see from uh, Step Brothers being like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what are the chances? But obviously, I think the I think the recruiters, like, it could that couldn't have happened by chance. Like, I think they were probably like, this guy's from Nova Scotia, this guy's from Nova Scotia. Boom. I think so. I don't know how they came to the conclusion to put Kieran from Leeds in England. <laughs> Brian from America, Philadelphia. But I'm, I'm glad that they did that because Brian was a really cool guy. And yeah, Brian. He was a he was a great roommate. Like you know, we 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 had a lot of fun together as well. Like you know, all four of us. So I guess let's talk about one of those like little little parties that we had. Then the little I don't know forbidden parties that we had cross hotel room <laughs> inviting people around. So I remember one that sticks out in my mind. Was it your guys's your guys' room? So we, yeah, we just, we, we had a Facebook group actually, didn't we? We had like an Avalon Facebook group. Yeah. And they were just like, whatever the room number might have been, we could probably go back on the group, but let's just, for argument's sake, let's say it was like 502. So like, party in 502. And then, yeah. yeah we yeah, met so, socials do what we do best, throw, uh, throw yeah. kitchen parties. Yeah. So we, I know, we just, I was like, fuck, this is, uh, it was too natural to have hotel parties. So tell us, I'm going to, let's all tell ones like little memory we have from said party so we just got like a couple of like you know like brown bag beers and we just like had a drink put some music on and i think one of the things that i remember was that anthony dude and like he was like really up for a party and he was like getting super smashed and then just suddenly like he just fell asleep like within like he was like super <laughs> pumped for a party but then just like fell asleep on the bed and we were just like putting we were just putting all sorts of we were putting like the little milk samples in his hair and the little, little <laughs> sachets. I was taking I was taking selfies with him. I had like my arm around him. Like yeah, the jelly was real. I think it was great because like it just reminded me of like university or like I don't know what university is like in Canada, but for what I say, like it's pretty similar to England. People just want to get fucked up and like it was yeah. just cool that that happened. And, you know, we were doing that all over again. I thought that, like, this isn't just work, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I think that was one thing that, like, really made me feel at ease with being there. But, uh, Eli, tell me about something you remember about that particular night. 
uh, from maybe not so much that particular night, but like I know we all we all worked at different campuses, so we ended up having to use transport to get to the ends of the city. Like oh, Anton was on the train for two man. hours, I was on the train for two hours. So it was just ended up a lot of times where we would end up coming back from our first or second day of teaching. And I would just walk in. I'd already have a beer in my hand walking home because open container laws are not a thing there. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd end up walking to the, in the hotel room. There'd already be 10, 12 people in my room. So you just kind of hang out. But the one that really stuck with to me was one of the weirder nights. It was like, I think this might have been like the fourth or fifth night in. And literally it was just the six of us, like you, like us four, including Brian and then uh, Lauren. And I think Caitlin was in this one. And we found those really floofy ass robes in our rooms with the slippers. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. literally just got like champagne drunk with all these like <laughs> big floofy like. There's like six of us in this room, just all in like robes, just like sitting there, been like, yes. I feel like there's a picture. Somebody had a picture at some point. There's yeah. one of me and Lauren, and I am just I'm so because I didn't sleep for like three days, so like my I'm just so jet lagged at this point. Like the the bags in my eyes, you can just see them. I from remember the feeling absolutely fucked, like. Because I couldn't sleep, and all we were doing was drinking to like cope with like not being able to yeah. sleep. Yeah, and watching baseball made and it watching way, it made it way worse. Like I remember googling at one point after like four or five days of drinking, be like, "Is alcohol bad for jet lag?" And it was like, "Yeah, it's literally one of the worst things that you can do." Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. drunk the whole time. So yeah. like, I don't know, that explains a lot. But I, I just remember like physically how I felt, and I just felt like a walking piece of trash. But I remember like being so excited and just fucking meeting new people and having a good time that it just got me through it. Yeah, for real, man. Definitely. I do remember, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier about the concierge and then like the the robes and the the drinking and I remember like I think us three were in the in the in the lift going down and the concierge would like kind of beckon you out of the lift, you know, like, oh, you know, on your way kind of thing. And the previous nights, like he hadn't really seen us getting trashed and stuff, so I thought, Oh, these are good people. And he saw us like with our cigarettes and our beers and our fluffy yeah, rolls. Cigarettes, our cigarettes hanging out of our mouths. The look in his face he was just like, You have betrayed me. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I knew you. <laughs> yeah. You thought you were good people. Uh, Not so much. That was a good day, dude. I remember um I was just gonna say yeah. you know, particular party or any parties her, really. I don't remember her name, but um it was like the little blonde chick and we were having a I don't know. It was like a, we were having a rager one. It must have been like ten, twelve people in there. It was like one of the bigger, the bigger parties that we had. And then this girl comes. And I'm like, hey, welcome. Like, there's booze here, whatever. Like, help yourself. And then she's like, you can't do this. And I'm like, what? She was like, you're making too much noise. We're gonna get in trouble. We're gonna get in trouble. And I remember just saying to her, like, uh, what did they expect? Cause like, they put a bunch yeah. of twenty-five, thirty-year-olds in a in a hotel with each other with nothing to do but drink. Like, and we were the only ones on that floor too. Like, it was a new hotel. Like, it was us and like a hundred other guests in this giant hotel. So there was no one even near us on that floor. Yeah, I remember her being like just so shook up, and I'm like, "Listen, this is my room. I'm going to be the one getting in trouble." Like, we didn't even get a noise complaint. They didn't even they, like the staff didn't even come up to the room and tell us to be quiet, did they? They didn't because and they should have. They should have. <laughs> they should have, <laughs> but they didn't. And I'm glad that they, they didn't. Never do that in hotels. And I was just like, "Nah, I do this all the time." It was literally in my first week in Korea. I think 
But yeah, I just remember how shook up she was, and I was like, eh, fuck it. Okay. Then we looked out that we managed to stay in like one of the areas of Korea that just had nobody living there. So like, maybe there's no one in the hotel. There's certainly no people living around us because for as built up as Korea is, this place, as Eli said earlier, is just like under construction completely, just full of. I remember like walking around on the hot days, and there'd just be like loads of Korean construction dudes just staring at us. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god! Like Ad- Anton, by the way, is about like six. Six, six or six, seven, Anton? Yeah, no, six, nine. I'm just kidding. No, I'm only. I'm only <laughs> I remember just like looking you up and down, like, just thinking he's enormous. He's so big. But uh, yeah, I remember um, in Korea, like it's not faux pas to like stare. Would you? Could you? Would you guys agree with that? Oh, it's fair game. Like I had someone come up like, to me on the train game, while I was right? sleeping and take a picture of me. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I that's mean, like when, when they see someone that I don't know looks different or whatever like ghost there for sure and like it's just something that it's not like in western culture it's kind of frowned upon would you say like to just oh definitely yeah. at someone but um there it's not so that was something that i had to get used to and i remember when you just said about the construction man and i was like do these guys want to like kill me what are we gonna do like and then i realized the more i was out and the more I went in public. And it was particularly older people. The Ajishis would stare blatantly, yes. but it's just, I don't know. I just got used to it after a while. But it, was, it wasn't weird. It was, it's not weird for them, but it was weird for me. <laughs> it was. I do remember that area just again, just being not desolate. There were buildings, but like, yeah, certainly we were in a, a newer area. And one memory that does stuck, stick in my mind is that sort of got like something like a Korean McDonald's. It's called Loria. And we were, that's where we ate for pretty much at least a week solid. I remember walking around to find it. We were a bit lost. And we were looking at the street signs. And then, like, we, there were some numbers on the street signs. I remember you, Anton, saying, oh, it's funny that the, the numbers are, like, the same as ours. And then, like, you know, like, what we use Yeah, I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, like, thank God. Thank God the numbers are the same. And it was like, oh, yeah. Like, there was a country's use of the numerals. And, like, we, we thought about that for a good long while. And then, yeah. And that's just something that just sticks in my mind, having that conversation. Yeah, just like, I remember that being relieving nope. to me. Cause I, I just didn't know what. At <laughs> least yeah, for, for everyone else who's listening, like at that point, I think it took Anton two years to learn Hangul, which is the, the writing in Korea. I think Kieran and I yeah. landed knowing that. Oh, but <laughs> Anton took a bit. I learned it. He he managed though. The guy managed, so maybe we're the fools. You know, like, maybe we didn't need to learn. Yeah, nah, we, oh, too much work. And, it, it was yeah. my uh, the whole first year I was there. I was there for like a year and three months. I never even attempted to learn it. And then the second year that I went, I was like, you know what? I should probably know how to at least sound things out if I see them. I can still like I I still have like the Hangul on my phone, and I still like look at it sometimes. I had like a cool <laughs> app, so that's how I learned it. Cool. All right. So um, I, I reckon we can move on to just talking about like maybe like our schools, our initial thoughts about our schools, because where we were was in a place called Bokjong, but that was just where we were staying until we got moved on to our apartments into like the cities or wherever we're actually going to be living. So Anton, what about your what about traveling for the first time from the hotel to where you were working? What do you think about that? Yeah, so the subway system there kicks ass. Like it's pretty easy to use, but the first couple times you use it, then you can definitely get lost. But I remember getting there, I met some of the other foreign teachers. They met me at the closest stop. So I got off and um, I met like some of my coworkers at that time and we went for lunch. 
And then we went to the Hagwon, like the English academy that I was working at in, in Anzan. Pretty much, I sat in for classes that day. Did you guys do the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, pretty and much exactly. You guys sat in people's classes pretty much, right? Yeah. So I saw, and then I just remember like all the kids looking at me because like when they see a new teacher, they're like, oh my goodness. Like they're so kind of excited. And so, <laughs> like, I just told them I was from headquarters and I was like, <laughs> looking at them. Man. I have a call for it, Matt. Huh. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like I just remember I sat in a few classes and I was like, oh, this doesn't look so hard. But I remember all, I remember the teachers um, that I watched, they had systems. They were, they weren't mean spirited people. They were good people, but they had like, they were authoritative. They controlled the classes really well. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, I don't know why they're being so like uptight. Like they were just little kids, like. I don't know why, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm very naive. So I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll just be like the cool teacher when I go in. Like, I'm not going to have any crazy rules, <laughs> all this kind of shit, right? Cute, biggest, biggest mistake ever. And I remember just getting after, I think it was two or three days, I was sitting in classes and then pretty much they just gave me a stack of books and then a schedule. And I was like, yep, go to town, buddy. I remember not, not knowing how to read the schedule, not knowing how to read anyone's names. I had never taught a day in my life. It was extremely stressful, and I remember being super scared, but got through it. A baptism of fire, it sounds like. Yeah, it was. It was a very. I I like blacked out those days. I was just. But I mean, that, it was very rewarding in the end, knowing like how I progressed as a as a teacher and on the job. Just I because I had to teach myself how to teach. But yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? What about like your first? impressions of your school and kind of like getting in the class for the first time i think that's just a, th- a good summary of what it's like i think you know you do just you just ride with it and like you go through it and it's just another kind of good example of why you should just do it and not worry about whether you can they don't you expect should. you to know everything like when you're when oh, you're God, a new no. teacher they honestly they honestly expect you to know nothing and do really poorly and then like if you do good at the start then great but they'll they expect you to progress they've had tons of foreign teachers in and out of there and they just know like they don't expect too much of a, of a new foreign teacher yeah no 100 percent. they're definitely they're tolerable you know they, they tolerate the fact that they employ you they know some people come with no teaching experience again they they, they help you through that man they help you through that yeah but they, they no, Interested to hear about, you know, your school and your experience because, uh, yeah, it was an interesting one as far as I can remember. So tell me about that. Yeah. So we kind of like Anton, you get there the first day and you get some, you get some dinner with the people that work there. I got close with a couple of them and some of them just didn't get on with like the, the head teacher that was there was, uh, a nightmare to be honest. <laughs> she was <laughs> a little bit, uh, controlling and not in the like, okay, this is helpful way. This is no, this is impeding you. Your power bad. <laughs> yeah. She was from Minnesota. I want to say. Minnesota. Uh, Anyway, but like, so yeah, like, like Anton, we ended up in just people's classes and some of them you could tell like had to control their class and were really good and some didn't. So that was obviously mm-hmm. like, you learned some things like to do and things not to do. And then unlike Anton, before they put us into full classes, the day before you're going into your first full class or your first full schedule, and you get together as like a group of teachers, go into one of the classrooms and then pretty much, and I did this in the next year for the next people that came in to replace them. Oh, I you forgot up, about like, the mock teaching. <laughs> oh. it, was, it, was, it was a different type of mock teaching for us. Because for us, it wasn't so much that it was like trying to demean your teaching. It was like, okay, so Karen, you were the kid that can't sit still 
and doesn't want to be quiet. Anton, you're the kid that just saw him and is sleeping on his desk. Eli, you're the kid who literally goes to the bath, tries to go to the bathroom every 20 seconds or wants to stop speaking Korean. The classroom nightmare that you would have, like every worst version, worst version of the kid you've ever seen, happens in one room for half an hour. Sounds like haze. Sounds like hazing. It was, but it yeah. wasn't. It's actually super helpful because, like, when it would happen, like, it would get the nervousness or like the weird, like, you feel weird about interacting with people that way. So you get that, like, yeah. kind of like nervousness and weirdness out of the door right away, and then you have to just go uh, into trying like, like between your co- between your coworkers. Well, between coworkers, and but also like when you start teaching, you you haven't had the opportunity to teach before. You have that kind of weird, like I don't know where to stand, I don't know what to do with my hands, like what yeah. do I do? How do I stand? Yeah, how do I... So when you do that, oh, and yeah. people your age just kind of like you figure they're just taking a piss at you. But in reality, after you're done being like, no, 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 I have a kid, like this kid, this name in this classroom that is like this, and the best way to deal with them is this, and they go through like a list of like, oh, you can try this. If that doesn't work, you can try this, and then. They do that once. They do that really bad the first time, just to kind of get the nerves out. It's like a, a, a shock. Like, okay, it's fine. If this is as bad as it gets, I can do this. And then when you come into doing your next mock teaching, they kind of less off. They like lower it down to like back to like normal. Like oh, I'm tired. Like normal things. And then the third time you teach, it's just like uh, the perfect class. So you go from like classroom from hell to perfect. But you have like by the time you hit perfect, when you walk into a new class, you're, there is zero jitters, which is just. It was a little bit hectic and a little bit uh, anxiety-inducing originally, but looking back on it, it's actually super helpful to have that one really bad, but like, they're not mean about it. They're just exaggerative to try yeah. to make a point, and it's kind yeah. of actually helpful. Because the ironic thing is, when you actually teach, when kids sleep in your class, you just let them sleep. Not in my school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the cheat. <laughs> my, yeah, my school yeah, wasn't allowed. Cheap, they, I they mean, the, uh, the different schools that we worked at had different rules, basically. Like, every Hagwon English Academy where I don't think there was none that were exactly the same, you know? So, it, I remember all comparing, like, our stories when we were uh, going to our campuses and then coming back, and then we were talking about, like, what we were doing and how many teachers and what the rules were and how long the classes were and the ages and everything was different. Everything was so, yeah, I mean, that's something if you're going over there, it's, it's hard to like just plan for it. Like, it's the best thing is just to go in, like, kind of what Karen was saying earlier, going, going with like minimal expectation and not minimal preparation, but it's hard to, very, very hard to fucking prepare for that because it's all different, dude. And I think probably the more that you dwell on it, like, the more confused and anxious yeah like and i mean if you go there thinking that something's not going to change which brings me on to my schools then you're just setting yourself up for disaster so like i i went to like three different schools during the the three years that i lived in korea so the first one that i got initially that was told that i was going to was quite near the hotel it was an awesome school the director was really nice he even bowed to me as i walked in I just thought it was really weird. I thought, you know, like, because Korea has, like, the hierarchy system. So I was like, pretty sure he's yeah. not meant to bow to me, but he did. So I was like, I think this guy's cool. So, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Teachers were nice to me. I did all my mock teaching. It was okay. I got a lot. I got some criticism, like uh, like Eli was saying, you know, but it's all constructive stuff and you can you can deal with it and you should deal with it. Don't feel personally attacked by it. Just try and build on it. But then, <laughs> this beautiful school that I've been assigned to, so we all How long were you at the first one? For two weeks. So we all had a medical test that we needed to do to, to pretty much finalize your visa. <laughs> so we were robes and slippers. The robes and slippers. So I was awaiting the result of that. I was a bit anxious because I was thinking, oh man, what if I have like an STD or something and they deport me? I was like, imagine if I get deported from Korea for having an STD or yeah. something. So 
Waiting the result of that, and like the recruitment manager pulls me in a separate room, and I know it's something serious, and I'm just running from my mind. He's like, "Fuck, I'm getting departed. I've got a serious illness. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna die. You're fired, and, gonna... and you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> fired and dead." <laughs> Wait for ages. He pauses for ages. He's like, "His name's Amos." Like, Amos, what's what's wrong? What's wrong? I can tell what's wrong. He's panicking. Pause for ages. He's like, "You've been moved schools," and I was like, "Oh, okay. That doesn't seem bad." I thought. And then, uh, yeah, so he wrote down the name of the station in English. It's called Shimbangwa. Didn't know anything about it, but I thought, yeah, well, okay. So it was like two hours away. It was really far away. So initially, I thought, this isn't great. It's far away because I knew the schools you two were at and I knew it was pretty far away from you as well. So I thought, oh, you know, just go with it or whatever. You know, it'll be fine. But my first school was like, I'm not going to bore it up. It was tough. But I actually think it was really beneficial to work there. So, like, I see it as a positive experience. But, like, the teachers there expected you to be really good. They gave us, like, a lot of work. Like, work that was manageable just about within the time. But, like, when you're a new teacher, like, it's hard to know how to, like, organize your time efficiently, really. That's exactly that. Yeah, that you definitely exactly learned that by it. fire. It's hard, hard to organize your time. That yeah. was the hardest thing, like balancing the tasks and everything. I mean, the day went fucking fast. I remember the teaching day being yeah. so like because I worked in an office like a lot for years, and like you'd be just looking at the clock, just like waiting in the times like going backwards basically. But when you're teaching, like. You get in there, fast paced, you're running around, you're having a good time, you're laughing, you're not having a good time, no one's laughing, you're crying, <laughs> and then the day's yeah, over. Yeah, but I think regardless of whether you have, Anton, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you, like your school was, was, was pretty lenient at first, but then got strict, and Eli, yours was pretty strict yeah. from the beginning, right? Would you say that's a fair summary? The school itself wasn't that strict, just the head teacher that I had uh-huh. kind of looming over me. The school, like the director itself was the nicest man you'll ever meet. Yeah, like nothing to be said. A lot of the a lot of the Korean teachers we work with, because sort of some of the people they don't know in the Hogwan system or the uh, after school English academy system, usually you're paired up with a co teacher, someone who's Korean, someone who teaches the grammar, things like that. In some schools, the teachers are permanently in a room, and you just travel back and forth. Mm-hmm. But with these, like if he's like our whole staff got on real well. Like we went up for drinks, we went up for check in, we went up for pizza there were big dinners every time someone left but that that one girl changed the whole dynamic of the office hmm. she's so the whole kind time of, you were there uh for the first six months and the second six months a buddy of mine was the heavy train after that uh yeah, yeah you know i have to come into that i think that kind of person is a bit of an outlier bit of an anomaly if you guys would say that's fair because the amount of people you meet there in korea are chill and they're nice people some people might, you know, if they're getting their ass kicked by the Korean head teacher, they might kick your ass a bit. But like, just you know, try to work with them. But generally, I found that most people were were really chill, to be honest. Just moving back a little bit, you guys remember the mock teaching that we had to do in training? Oh yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I remember I, that. I don't think I had to do that. I think I think my my name was Maybe outside. Time, of... ran, time ran out or some, or the time yeah, I was, ran I was out. And some people didn't have to do it. I was fucking pissed. I remember that it was that was horrible. I remember yeah, my hot. so bad. Like my my writing was too small and just like I remember just being really, really, really anxious. Just like fucking talking in front of twenty five people that I just like partied with and like <laughs> yeah. oh, like yeah. now we have to like be yeah. like teachers and like never thought a day in my life. But um also remember when we had to introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, I do remember that. Or like yeah. the person beside like why did I introduce you? Me, yeah. Anton introduced me, and Anton, what did you say about me? You didn't sound like why such a bland we... man. 
Why did we have to do that? Why did, I think why it was just an icebreaker. I think it was just like, hey, you know this guy next to you? I'm not sure if Anton remembers, but he made me seem like the most mundane person on the planet. He said, Kieran, he's from Leeds. He supports Leeds. <laughs> That's what you said? I think I had to talk about gamer. <laughs> I picked Anton up. I was like, this is Anton. He went to see Red Hot Chili Peppers at the weekend. Like, he had a great time. Like, really fun, man. You need to meet him. Like, me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is Kieran. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a lad. He's a lad for sure. I do. I do remember yeah. one particular person that I want to recount was that girl. She was like from somewhere in the, the the south of the USA. Part of the introduction was to tell people where you're from. Oh, so, Texas? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Lauren, Texas. No, no, it was someone else. I can't. It was. I don't know. I don't. I'm not very good at my American geography. So let's just say she's from the USA. So the woman next to her introduced said lady and said oh she's from i don't know let's just say oklahoma so the lady corrected it she said oh well i'm originally from oklahoma but i had to move to let's say milwaukee because my my dad cheated on my mom and like it tore apart the house and, like, <laughs> that it, was uh that was, that, like, that was the guy that was talking about on the the girl that Anton was talking about on the bus with all the allergies uh, is that her same girl is it yeah well, is it her because uh, okay. we're like oh yeah. it's that girl Ah, okay. That makes sense. But I just thought that was a really bizarre thing to tell people that you met. So, actually, I'm sorry, I take it back. Your introduction to me was fine. It was Monday. Yeah. <laughs> At least you didn't tell people, uh, you know, that, like, I don't know, my yeah. dad's a piece of shit or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Kieran's dad was spent four years in jail and uh, yeah. he had a really got to know him because of it. Still don't know. I, I, mean, remember, I don't remember him. Leads. <laughs> what I said was not un- What I said was not untrue. You are there. from Leeds, Un- and you do support Leeds. It wasn't true. <laughs> it was just uninteresting. But anyway, that was that <laughs> was something. Do you remember who you introduced? Sorry, Eli. No, I have no idea. I don't know if it was Lauren or Brian or I don't know. I think I think it was someone weird. It might have been Gamer Dave, but uh-huh. I don't really remember exactly who it was. Because like you guys, like, I was jet lagged that whole because the whole first week, like you do your training in the morning, quotation marks, like ten eleven in the morning, and then you end up getting shipped off to your uh, your campus for the rest of the day. Some people were like, "Oh no, don't come to the campus, just go go home." Well, they went for a couple hours. Some people went for a whole day. Some people. I remember I didn't even have to go to mine for a couple of days. You remember that? Yeah, I, mean, I was I was hateful. Yeah, I was so hateful that because <laughs> I had to go for eight hour days as soon as I got done, like have like yeah. an hour break on the train. But yeah, so like during that whole time, like I was so my clock because Nova Scotia is about twelve to thirteen hours depending on the time of year. So that 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 clock reset internally just did not land well, and like we weren't even eating properly at that point. So that like that didn't help. So that whole week was kind of much. just uh, just a blur. I don't remember much of that week to be honest. Like I remember yeah, bits no, and pieces. I blacked it out, dude. I blacked it out. I remember just being fucking hungover and. <laughs> But do you remember? Do you remember when Brian, when me and Brian were super hungover, and then we sat at the back of one of the oh uh, yeah sessions, and Brian had those day? sunglasses. Brian's sunglasses. American sunglasses. Day. Yeah, he had American sunglasses, like an Amer- American yeah. pants and American t-shirt. But he's being ironic. He's not like a super patriot or anything. And then Amos yeah, asked him, like, what's wrong? He's <laughs> <laughs> just, so you just sitting at the back, just like chirping, just like yelling things out. He's like, yeah! I can already guarantee you guys would love to, and you guys referring to the audience would love to hear from Brian. So we're going to get him on one week because uh, very interesting dude. I think that pretty much, well, not completely covers the kind of 
like first week, so to speak, like the introduction stuff. Like we didn't really go into the training because it's boring. But like mock teaching and just like you know, when you get there, you will feel anxious, but it's it's okay because it's completely new experience in a foreign country. But yeah, you absolutely should do it. And we are gonna, you know, we're not just gonna talk. We're gonna hit up other topics throughout these podcasts, which are gonna be put out weekly. Yeah, so we want to give you as much information as we can, really. You know, I think when we were starting out, like, we all tried to find as many resources as we can. We want to kind of just, like, boil it down a bit, condense it a bit, save you a bit of time. So, you know, we're not saying that we're, going to, we're necessarily going to be the only people you listen to, but, you know, hopefully you will be. Stay off those horror story hog one fucking websites and shit. No, exactly. They're pretty much useless, useless to read. The blacklist is legitimately a godsend. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's real. We yeah. do look go that. But stay <laughs> off of, stay off of Reddit. Don't look at the don't look at people's individual experiences at hog ones and shit. Just like go have your own and then evaluate it from that. Don't don't base up what you read online because like any everything I read online was like there was part truths to it, but it just psyched me out and didn't have any value. Pretty much. Would you guys speak to that as well? 100% and so you go you're just not gonna know and let me tell you no. from I mean this is just a microcosm of like the entire experience of people who've lived there but the majority of people I spoke to had a positive experience a couple of negative yeah. ones but like are you telling me you don't have ne- negative experiences at home when you work like just the yeah. worst case scenario is you go home and you've had like a short holiday yeah really though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we are going to get into this more. Well, I think, definitely. We're yep, definitely going to get into sure. this more. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty, explore some topics a bit more. Maybe as it goes on, if you want to submit like your topics that you'd like us to talk about. But until then, we're just going to choose them for you. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast. But we've uh, really enjoyed it. I don't know about... have you, Anton, have you enjoyed yourself today? I've had a great time. I have, yeah. I'm a bit hungover, but I mean, I forgot about being hungover because I got to talk with you lads. That's so, the yeah, ideal situation. Forget how you hungover you are. Exactly. Now Dis- I can go back to bed. You can't. And disclaimer, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. Commonwealth isn't in any way that we support the royal family. Although, I do support the royal family. I do support Prince Harry and Meghan Markle right now. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, don't get the wrong impression. We're not super patriots. Yeah, we don't watch the news. I don't, I don't watch the uh, English news, but uh, I've heard it's been on fire. It has. It has. Yeah. <laughs> we're, sure. we're, not a po- we're not a political podcast, just I'm from England. These guys are from Canada. That's that's it. That's the crux of it. But yeah, it's been wealth. We are not wealthy though. But we are, are, we had the common amount of wealth. We had the same amount of money when we were in Korea. We did. We had the well, same. Yeah. If if you guys had more money than me, I'm going to be on the phone to Airbus, and he's going to be like, yeah, "Who the fuck right. are you? I don't remember you." Who are we've, you? Been, <laughs> we've been holding this from you forever, but yes. uh, yeah, we're making one million more one. Oh my gosh! Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap it up there. But okay. yeah, great to talk to you as always. Bye, and guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.